Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Wednesday and I believe, I think I'm right, I probably should have checked it before I just hit record, but I think the international break is done. I don't think there are any more international fixtures to be played and fingers crossed, like we will talk about in this show, it seems like all of the Arsenal players involved with the national teams are coming home injury-free touch wood, including one Gabriel Jesus, who we will talk about today, who played the full 90 minutes for Brazil in that game against Argentina last night. So we'll discuss that, do a little bit of an international roundup. Martin Odegaard's back in training, which is great news. Got some questions and comments from you guys as well. And I wanted to discuss the decision, split decision, but that makes it a decision in terms of Premier League clubs yesterday and blocking the uh, opportunity, shall we say, to stop players or clubs sending players out on loan to in their sort of multi-club system. So we'll talk about that because I think that's very, very interesting in terms of what it means for the Premier League as well. But let's start with the internationals, shall we? And Gabriel Jesus playing the full 90 minutes. <laughs> full 90 minutes. Can you believe that? On his first game back in over a month from his hamstring injury, stayed on for the entire game. The good thing is there doesn't seem to have been any injury issue. He doesn't seem to have aggravated it. He seems to be okay. Whether that is still the case today and tomorrow, while everything sort of calms down a little bit, whether he's going to be feeling the effects of that sort of game, you would expect he will. But he did play the full 90 minutes. He stayed on. Brazil lost 1-0. Gabriel Martinelli started. Gabriel started as well. Both came off uh, after the 70-minute mark. But Jesus, as I said, stayed on for the full game. Argentina winning 1-0 thanks to an Otamendi goal. Now, Arsenal, I'm pretty sure, will be a little bit disappointed by that. The fact that Jesus played the full 90 minutes, they weren't planning for that when he did go. Lots of the discussions ahead of the 
him linking up, as I've reported before, was about him going over to link up with the squad, to be part of the squad, to sort of help build this squad unity that Fernando Diniz, the new Brazil manager, is trying to create. Um, and Arsenal kind of told the message that came their way was, look, we're going to bring him over here. We're going to work on his fitness, get him fit. But we just want him around. We want him around the place to keep the, you know, to build the squad harmony, that sort of thing. The fact he played the full 90 minutes against Argentina, I'm sure there'll be a fair few people at Arsenal waking up this morning thinking, geez, was that really necessary? But I suppose you've got to look at it in sort of glass half full type stage now. And the fact he didn't suffer any sort of injury, played that full game, and he'll come back with 90 minutes under his belt ahead of the start of the Premier League once again this weekend. Whether he plays a full 90 minutes this weekend or whether he starts for Arsenal this weekend, I have my doubts after this. I think Arsenal might try and take things a little bit easier with him and ease him in over the next couple of weeks. But we shall see on that. Um didn't appear to do too much in the game, which is no real surprise, really. I'm sure he was very, very rusty, having not played for so long. Did one really nice bit of play, actually, in the first half. It was early on, I think, which resulted in Gabriel Martinelli having a really good chance that Emi Martinez saved. And Jesus got it out on the left. Rich, a really good pace, actually, to sort of drive in, beat a couple of players, laid it off to Martinelli. It's a good shooting opportunity for Martinelli, but he put it low down to Martinez's left, and Martinez has saved it. Uh, I don't think Jesus had much else to do in terms of sort of goal involvement. Argentina winning that game 1-0 was the second successive defeat for Brazil in this uh, latest international break. They were struggling. I think they're down in sixth at the moment in the World Cup qualifying table over in South America. Really nasty scenes over there during the game as well. Before the game, when the riot police stormed in, Brazilian riot police stormed in, started battering the Argentina fans with batons and truncheons. All the Argentinian and Brazilian players stormed over there. The game was delayed because of it. Emi Martinez dived into the crowd at one point and tried to grab a truncheon out of one of the policemen's hands to stop him smacking one of the supporters. It all kicked off. I think the players ended up going back into the changing room. Then it all calmed down. They came out and they played the game. Really feisty atmosphere, feisty on the pitch as well. Lots of big tackles going in. Joe Linton got sent off in the second half of Brazil. Gabriel Jesus actually got booked early on. It looked like he sort of slapped someone in the face or something like that. He ended up getting booked, which means he's going to be suspended for Brazil's next game. So as you can imagine, when these two sides meet, it's always one of those sort of matches, which is what I was worried about in terms of Jesus getting through it unscathed. But it seems like he did. So all three Brazilians now heading back to London. I think they were flown on private jets straight back to London. All of the English players who were with the Brazil squad, I think, had a private jet laid on by the Brazilian Football Federation to fly back to England. And hopefully they'll be coming back to Colney at some point today where I'm sure they will be assessed. As I said, I've just got a feeling with Jesus now that Arsenal might be a little bit careful with him. I remember when Thomas Partey played a couple of games for Ghana in the last international break and he went, he went away. He hadn't played for Arsenal up to that point. And then... He went away with Ghana. He came back and Arsenal left him out of the starting lineup at that for the weekend game. I can't remember who it was against, weren't they? But they were trying to be sort of Mikel Arteta said afterwards they were trying to be um, careful with him, given they you know Ghana had loaded him with a couple of games previously, and they were going to then play party in the Tuesday night game in the Champions League. But then he got injured in training, and so it didn't happen anyway. And I just wonder if that's what they're going to do with Gabriel Jesus for this Brentford game. Leandro Trossard's done very, very well recently. Before the international break, he went away at Belgium. He scored for Belgium. So I just wonder if Trossard starts this game and Jesus starts on the bench, even though he is clearly now back fit and beginning to play again. I think Arsenal probably going to err on the side of caution when you've got Trossard in the type of form that he's in at the moment. Then maybe that is uh, not the worst decision that they could make. Uh, elsewhere, internationally, um, Williams Saliba played and started for France. I think they drew 2-2 with um, Greece, didn't they? Uh, Jakob Kivior played, Kai Havertz played again 
at left back for Germany. They lost again. Um, really struggling at the moment, Germany. Not, probably not surprising if you're moving Kai Havertz to left back, which as a sort of eye-catching a move as that was at a weekend, just still feels like a really odd thing to do. And I hope, and I'm pretty sure that's not going to give Mikel Arteta any ideas. But um, but yeah, it was a, that was the international roundup and everyone coming back now. Brian here says, I see Jesus played the full 90 minutes. I think we can hope for him 20 minutes off the bench at the weekend. If I'm honest, I'd stick with Trossard down the middle. He deserves his chance. As I've just been saying, I think you're right, Brian. I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's what Arsenal do. They just err on the side of caution with Jesus. They stick with Trossard. He's in very good form. Um, scored a couple of goals before the break. Went away, scored again for Belgium. Just makes sense to me, this one. The last thing you want to do with Jesus is take any risks. You think he's gone over there, played 90 minutes of full intensity football. As intense a match as you're probably ever going to play, Brazil versus Argentina at the Maracan R, when you haven't played for a month, and then you fly all the way back to England. I'm just not sure starting against Brentford is the wisest move. I just think that's Arsenal risking it a little bit too much. So as Brian says here, I think Trossard is the more likely option in the front line. Okay, training-wise, Excellent news there. You see in the background, Martin Odegaard training at London Colney this week. Um, exactly what Arsenal want to see, especially the fact that Jesus is now coming back as well. You know, that's a really good sign. If you can get Jesus and Martin Odegaard established back in the team over the next couple of weeks, that's going to be key. I fully expect Martin Odegaard to start against Brentford at the weekend. I'd be very, very surprised if he didn't. He obviously didn't go away after getting that concussion before the international break. Protocols forbid him from playing against Newcastle uh, and Burnley, wasn't it, before the international break? And so he stayed behind at London Colney, didn't go over Norway, but, you know, he's fine. He's training now. He's uh, recovered from that um, concussion, the concussion protocol rules as well. He's passed, you know, the amount of days he's not allowed to play for, that's gone. So I'd be very, very surprised if Martin Odegaard doesn't feature for Arsenal at the weekend, which is good news. Um, I just wanted to talk about Fabio Vieira now. I don't know if you've seen this, but he's been linked with a move away. Marseille, I believe, to be interested in Fabio Vieira. Um, of course, signed for Arsenal just uh, 18 months ago. £35 million from Porto. Very exciting signing when it happened. All the reports you were getting from Portugal was Arsenal signed this future world beater, uh, such a talented player. We've seen flashes of it, but nothing consistent. Um, started this season very well. Looked like he'd really made a big, big step forward in terms of his progress and in terms of his physicality and the way he was approaching games. But that's faded. He hasn't really been able to maintain that. Initially, he'd replaced um, Kai Havertz in the side, but... Only, I think the last game he started in the Premier League was the game against Tottenham, the North London derby. He hasn't started since then and he got replaced at half-time in that match. Of course, suspended at the moment after getting sent off against Burnley when he came on as a substitute before the international break. But Marseille believed to be interested in him as they continue to seek for sort of replacements for a couple of the players that they sold, including um, Matteo Guendouzi in the summer. And uh, Le Ten Sport over in France are reporting that Fabio Vieira is very, very high up on their list of targets for January. Personally, I'd be surprised. Look, I know Jay, I know um, Vieira hasn't hit the ground running at Arsenal, but I've said that when I'm talking about different people, you know, Thomas Partey, as I was speaking about yesterday, who we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show, uh, Jakob Kivior, I've mentioned it as well. I just don't think Arsenal are in any position to let any of these players go in January. It wouldn't make much sense. You're weakening your squad if you're doing that. Even if these bids arrive for these players, I'm just not sure why you would you could consider it. You know, Arsenal going for the Premier League. They're going for the um, Champions League. I was talking about this with Tommy Asu yesterday as well, with Bayern Munich's interested in him. 
Why would you let players go? Yes, Vieira hasn't pulled up any trees yet. He's not done anything on a consistent basis, but he's shown, he has proven, he can make an impact when he comes off the bench at times. And Arsenal might need that over the second half of the season. So I think you get to the summer and then you sit down and you reassess what's working, what's not working. And if someone comes in with a move for Fabio Vieira in the summer, if he's not been able to force his way into the Arsenal team, then maybe you do consider it. But in January, for me, doesn't really make too much sense. But let me know if you agree with me or not in the comments below. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, before we get onto a couple of your comments, just wanted to talk about this yesterday. I'm sure you've probably seen it now that the Premier League clubs yet met yesterday. A couple of things on the agenda. Uh, and one of the big ones was the kind of Clubs were basically trying to see if they could push through a motion which would stop other clubs basically loaning players to themselves, if you see what I mean. It's basically the multi-club ownership. And this was kind of all built around Ruben Neves and the fact he now plays over in Saudi Arabia uh, in, for one of the PIF-owned clubs. PIF, of course, the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia, owned Newcastle. There's been talk that PIF were going to basically loan Ruben Neves to Newcastle, basically loan him to himself for the second half of the season because Newcastle got so many injuries. That was the big sort of headline story about it. Other clubs were getting a little bit nervous about that, thinking it's basically kind of cheating the system or whatever you want to, however you want to label it as. And so they all met yesterday and took a vote to see if they could stop this happening. Um, and the ones who were, the ones who were pushing for it, to for it, the motion to get passed, they failed because they needed, I think it was a, I think they, I can't remember, I think it was a 14-6 split or something like that that they needed, but it was only it only got 12 to 8. And the clubs who said no, who blocked it, Newcastle, unsurprisingly, Sheffield United, Saudi owners, Manchester City, very unsurprisingly, Chelsea, again, unsurprisingly. Then there's Everton, Wolves, Nottingham Forest, and Burnley as well. And when you sort of look at it and you compare Everton in the middle of being taken over by 777, who own clubs elsewhere. Obviously, Chelsea, we know, have got, they've started up this multi-club ownership now. They've already got Strasbourg, Manchester City with the City Group. They've got clubs all over the world. Nottingham Forest owner owns Olympiacos. I think there is a there is a link with Burnley as well. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head in terms of owning another club uh, with their owners who are American Investment Fund. And it's no surprise, is it, when you go through that, why this is burnt and done. These clubs are protecting their own interests. For me, I just don't see why this is a Premier League thing. I think if this is going to be stopped, and I think it probably should be stopped, 
because it is almost cheating the system in a way you can sort of solve issues that you've got within your squad just by going to another one of your clubs and and basically giving players away which doesn't feel too right in terms of the integrity of the sport but should this really be a Premier League thing surely this should be something that comes from UEFA and it's sort of pushed out football wide rather than just leagues taking their own decisions on what on what they're doing it should be like a, an entire blanket ban if it is going to come in to uh effect because if you're going to leave it to clubs to come up with it themselves of course they're just going to protect their own interests and these sort of votes aren't going to get enough votes to go through and that is the case but i think it's a shame i think it does open the premier league up again to talks about you know how the you know, sport and integrity of it all you know but you know, what am I going to do about it? But let me know what you guys think. It's certainly, it's certainly created a lot of debate over the last 24 hours or so. I think most people were expecting that this rule change would go through and the whole thing would be blocked, but did not happen. Plenty of clubs said no. And so Ruben Neves is free to move to Newcastle, should he wish or should Piff wish in January. All the indications are at the moment that's actually not going to happen. David Ornstein writing a story yesterday that I discussed saying that Ruben Neves is happy in Saudi Arabia and he's going to stay over there and no talks have taken place about a return to England for him. Of course, he has been linked with Arsenal recently. But yeah, we'll see what how it all happens on the future because I'm sure it's going to happen an awful lot of, a lot of times, not just with his high-profile Ruben Neves one. Okay, moving on to some questions and some comments, shall we, yesterday. Uh, obviously, actually, this is one from Camillo, who actually talks about this. Greetings from Colombia. Hello, Camillo. Thank you very much for getting in touch. He said, firstly, yesterday's Premier League vote on associated party loans resulted in a 13-7. It was initially reported as 13-7. I think it ended up being 14-8. Um, uh, do you happen to know which seven teams voted against the ban? Secondly, Gabriel Jesus played the entire game for Argentina. Do you think Brazil uh, was being cautious with a player who hasn't been on the field for a month? In case he returns to an injury setback, is there anything Arsenal can do against the national team? I think they they can, they could push for compensation should the player get injured on an international duty. Depends how long the player would then be out for and how many games they miss. Clubs can push for compensation, but fingers crossed that's not going to happen. In terms of who voted against it, as I said, just run through it one more time. Newcastle, Sheffield United, Man City, Chelsea, Everton, Wolves, Nottingham Forest and Burnley. So it's eight. It was 12-8, wasn't it? Uh, not 14-8 because there's not 22 teams in the uh, in the Premier League. So 12-8, it was voted against. Uh, this is one I just wanted to talk about. I had lots of response to what I was talking about with Thomas Party yesterday with the links to Saudi Arabia, potential uh, move for him, which I was saying I don't want to happen. Um, certainly not in January anyway. I've got so many people getting in touch now. I've got an agenda against Thomas Party, which I just don't understand. I think Thomas Party is a fabulous footballer. So important to Arsenal. If he's fit, he plays 100%. He's yeah, last season, he was absolutely exceptional for large parts of the season. I'm not saying that Thomas Partey is not a good footballer. I'm just saying that £35 million for me, and people have got in touch here like Chidos and uh, Sam, who's saying that I'm devaluing Partey here, saying because I was surprised he went, he would go, I'd be surprised if he went for £35 million. That's not. I'm not sort of valuing him on how good a footballer he is, because of course he's a footballer who's worth far more than 35 million. He's one of the best defensive midfielders in the world, best midfielders in the world. It almost feels wrong to label him as a defensive midfielder because he's so important going forward with the offensive play that he does and the way he splits the lines and gets Arsenal moving. And we can see when he's not playing how much Arsenal miss him. So I'm not saying, I'm not labelling him as not a 35 million pound footballer in terms of his playing value. But the fact is, you've got to factor in. He's got one year left on his contract. He's into his 30s now and he has had this long string of injuries. As much as we can say, or oh, other players have been injured, that is true. But any club coming in for Thomas Partey is going to take that into the into their thinking when they're coming up with a valuation. And I would be surprised if Arsenal could get 35 million for Thomas Partey in, um, you know, come the summer. 
with a one year left on his contract. And that's not me targeting Thomas Partey in terms of saying he's not worth that sort of money because of his football inability. It's just purely business in terms of the contract, in terms of injury and in terms of age. You add all those three things up together. And that's why I'd be surprised if Arsenal got 35 million. Look, I hope he can come back, he can be fit and he can be brilliant for Arsenal and stay fit. And if he can, then Arsenal are going to be a hell of a lot better because he's such an important player and he makes Arsenal better because he's one of the best midfielders they have. And I can't wait to see that partnership with him and Tom and Declan Rice playing together in midfield. Unfortunately, we just haven't seen it yet this season. And that is a real, real shame. And I hope he gets back from this latest injury, gets himself fit, and we do start to see it. Because if we do, then I think Arsenal are going to have a hell of a chance of doing some really, really great things this season. All right, that's it from me today. Thank you very much for watching. I think myself and James Benj are going to sit down and do Inside Arsenal extra time tomorrow. So um, at some point tomorrow, probably in the afternoon. So if you want any questions, you want any comments, you want any opinions, you want us to discuss anything on tomorrow's show, then let me know in the comments below. Reply to this with your opinion, with your comment, with what you want us to discuss. We'll take it all on board and hopefully include it in the show. Until then, everyone have a very good Wednesday. Be back very, very soon to talk all things Arsenal once again. Have a great day. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.